Jenny Detweiler, and I invite you to come and join me as we take a pause in our busy day and pursue soul care, as we allow our bodies to slow down and our minds to be renewed with goodness, truth, and hope. This is PRN. Pause, renew, next. Hello, friends. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. In the coming weeks leading up to Christmas, on the podcast and on the blog, we're going to continue looking at our stories, but we're going to do it from an angle of what happens when our stories are not turning out the way that we envisioned. And in today's episode specifically, we're going to talk about what happens when pain enters our story. But before we do that, let's take a minute to center ourselves, to be present in this moment. And to do that, let's just take a few deep breaths. Inhale, deep, deep, deep into your belly, hold it, and then exhale. We'll do a couple more. Inhale, hold it, and exhale. One more time. Inhale. and exhale. And as always, you know that you can continue to deep breathe as long as you'd like to. And you can pause the podcast if you'd like to do that as well. When I was growing up, my grandpa had a saying, if it hurts, don't do it. And my mom said that to us a lot growing up and I would hear him say it. And now I find myself saying that to my kids too. Why? Because as humans, uh, we tend to do silly things that hurt ourselves, (laughs) especially kids do, but adults sometimes do too. Like if there's pain involved, potentially we should pay attention to that and maybe not do that. (laughs) And in life, pain does show up. Sometimes physical pain, sometimes emotional pain, sometimes relational pain, even spiritual pain. We could call all of that suffering. And sometimes it is self-inflicted, like a little bit of self-sabotage, right? We're all capable of that. But very often it's not. If we live life long enough, pain will come to us unbidden, unwelcomed, maybe even out of the blue. But it will and it does show up. Because to be human is, in a way, to suffer. So what, what does that have to do with our stories? Well, I think especially when we're younger, potentially before suffering has hit or at a place where there hasn't been a lot of suffering, we can be really idealistic about who we are, about where we're headed, about what life is going to look like. I, we all know that we're not really writing our stories, right? I mean, we have a big hand in it, but we're not in complete control of what happens to us. But we have a semblance of idea of what is good, of what is bad, of who we are, that we're safe that God is good, that he will be with us. And then when suffering hits, we can really start to question some things. We can question ourselves. We can question our choices. We can question who God is and why he would allow certain things. We can question the people in our lives and why they didn't protect us or why they weren't there for us the way that we needed them to be. Pain is just simply disorienting. And when that happens, our stories feel a little derailed. 
So in order to talk about that today in this podcast, I'm going to use a framework that comes from the American theologian, Walter Brueggemann. He is a scholar of the Old Testament, and he's written a lot about the Psalms. And I think he has a framework for looking at the Psalms that's really helpful for us as a lens to think about our stories. He says that the Psalms can be broken into three parts, like we could put them all into three categories. One, Psalms of orientation. Two, Psalms of disorientation. And three, Psalms of new orientation or reorientation. Now, you guys know, if you listen to this podcast very long, I have an affinity for the Psalms. I have an affinity for David and the other writers of the Psalms because they're just so real. They don't sugarcoat it. They just tell God exactly how they're feeling. And we talked about that last year in our attachment series, that the Psalms are a really great place to go back and look for themes of secure attachment with David and God and about that he could be really honest about how he felt. And so we can see what it looks like when he's in a good place, and we can see what it looks like when he's not in a good place. So let's talk about what those three things are, orientation, disorientation, and a new or reorientation. In orientation, everything makes sense in our lives. Psalms of orientation have to do with creation, how we consider the world and our place in it how we think about God's will or his revealed will in our lives, how we think about wisdom, what is good, what is true about living well, Um, how we consider our past and what's happening in our present. And then a lot of trust themes, like that we can trust God, that he is good, that he will care for us. Those are what Psalms of orientation look like. But then there's Psalms of disorientation. And in those psalms, we see themes of lament and sorrow, some of which have to do with regret for things that David did, like that self-inflicted kind of pain that happens, but many of which have nothing to do with any of that, but have to do with anger, grief, frustration, confusion, the experience of feeling like God is absent, or where has he gone, and why is he not coming through? And then we have the third category, which is reorientation. Those psalms have to do with thanksgiving, like looking back for how God actually has been present, how he actually did carry us through. And it may have to do with in a community, like communal praise and thanksgiving for how God carried a whole community through. Reorientation psalms are hymns of praise, how we praise God for who he is, the steadfastness of his character, his long suffering, his steadfast love that never fails. We praise God for our future home in Zion or in heaven, praising God for that he not only is he here now, but he will be with us forever. We also look at the renewal of our relationship with God, that the covenant has continued, that he didn't actually leave us, and that we are recommitted as well. So those are the three different kinds of psalms. Now, what in the world does that have to do with our story? (laughs) Let's talk about that. Walter Brueggemann talks about two phases of life, movements that happen in our life. When we have to go into the pit, so to speak, or the pain or the suffering, and then coming back out of the pit into a welcome or a safe place. 
So I think orientation, and these are my words now, I'm going away from what Walter Brueggemann said, and I'm now interpreting it for myself. These are just my words. But when I think about sitting with people who've been through grief versus people who have not yet experienced that, and even in my own life as well, you know, orientation has a beautiful quality. I think kids need orientation. I think in our spiritual walks, we must have orientation. We must know what is good, what is true, what is joyful, who God is, and that we can trust Him, all those basic foundations. But going into the pit always, always will cause us to question those things. It's, there's no way around it. It's just a part of life. Grief, pain, always are disorienting. And when that happens, we are really beginning to question all the things that we knew in orientation. So I'll just say, I think in the American church, there are a whole lot of songs that have to do with orientation, about the goodness of God, about being joyful always, about Thanksgiving. And I think just recently, again, in the American church, there's been maybe a wave of singing about some disorientation or some lament, but it's been slow in coming. And I think it's still sort of on the way. Um, And when people are in disorientation, which right now, a lot of people are, I don't know about you guys, but I know a lot of people who are suffering, a lot of people who are suffering. I mean, a lot of people all over the world, but even in our country who are feeling very disoriented, questioning things that they've always known, but they're not so sure about anymore. Wondering why people aren't there for them, where God is in the midst of all the hard things. And when we're in that place... People who are in orientation or being asked to sing songs about that feels tough, tough. (laughs) Like you want to throw up a little bit, like, please, I don't need any help right now with your trying to make it all better, trying to put a little bandaid on it and telling me that it's all going to be okay because it doesn't feel okay right now. I've heard one other person say on a podcast that people in disorientation have a very difficult time tolerating people in orientation. And if that is the case for you right now, that's probably a good indicator that you're going through some pain and you're in that disorientation phase. But then comes the reorientation. You know, I love K.J. Ramsey's book, This Too Shall Last. Because she talks about pain that doesn't necessarily always get better. I think we always want things to get better right away or to be the miracle fix. And sometimes we get that. And sometimes getting out of the pit is easier than we thought it was going to be. But sometimes some of the things that put us into the pit maybe don't go away. Maybe it has to do with disability or an autoimmune disorder or an ongoing relationship that's just difficult. That doesn't mean you'll always be in the pit. Like maybe this too shall last and there's not going to be a miracle fix. But most of us don't stay in disorientation forever. So hear me say, if you find yourself there right now, it will get better. Life will look different. Things will not always be as confusing as they are right now. Clarity will come. It will. And when that happens, you'll find yourself in reorientation a place of new orientation, where we can look back through the confusion of what has happened and see that, yes, there was faithfulness on God's part 
that, yes, he carried us through some really hard things. Maybe not in the way we would have wanted him to, but he was there. That he is everything he said he was going to be and everything he promises to be. That he lifted us out of the pit. In, in knowing that, we have a new foundation of gratitude and awareness about our lives, about our own vulnerability, and about God's faithfulness through it all. So I'm interested to know where you find yourself right now. Is it a place of orientation? Is it a place of disorientation? Or do you find yourself in a place of reorientation where you can look back now that you're out of the pit and see some of those things? And just like, I think, the grief phases, I don't know that this is a one, two, three step and you're done. I think if you live long enough, you may go through these phases more than once, right? Suffering doesn't always come to us one time. Maybe you reach reorientation and you're good there for 10 years and then something else happens and you find yourself disoriented again. That, I think, is the human condition. (laughs) But it's helpful to know that there are those who have gone before that have felt those same things, that we are welcomed in Scripture and in God's Word to lament by ourselves and in community. God knows He's with us. He knows what happens on the next page, even if we don't right now. And so I hope that if this was interesting to you, that maybe as an ongoing practice in the next few weeks, that you'd like to spend some time in the Psalms and really look through them. Read them, pray them out loud if you want to. Notice which ones do you think they are? Are they of orientation? Are they of disorientation? Are they of reorientation? Notice where you find yourself right now and which of those Psalms meet the desires and the cries of your own heart. Notice the worship songs that you're listening to. You know, those are also Psalms in a way. And which of those you're drawn to right now? Are they songs of orientation, of disorientation, or of reorientation? Well, friends, this concept is really helpful for me just as a paradigm to be able to think through some of these hard things when it comes to our own stories and where we find ourselves and people who've gone before us who have felt those same exact things. And so I offer that as an invitation to you. If you're in a season of Thanksgiving, give thanks. If you're in a season of suffering, lament. Lament by yourself. Find community where you can lament. God welcomes it. And no matter where you find yourself right now in your story, if in Christ, I know that it ends well. And on that note, I'd like to leave you with a benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.